It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Top Stories, it's producer Chris. In October 2010, a UK spending review triggered the start of a bleak time of austerity for the nation. It was terrible, still is terrible, will be terrible. The news was broken to the nation by millionaire Chancellor George Osborne. It's Bugle issue 132, massive cuts. Top Story this week, Britain cuts back, back to the 19th century. (laughs) Andy, the UK spending review was released this week and the conclusion was essentially that we shouldn't do it anymore. No more spending. (laughs) Absolutely no more spending. Let's just return to the grand old days of bartering with sheep that we actually had, not with derivatives of sheep that we'd purchased from a Taiwanese shepherd that we'd never met before. (laughs) Uh, The review also seems to reach a conclusion that we've become addicted to spending in the UK and that we should now go into a recovery programme to kick the habit. The problem is, however, that to do that, we also need to give up things that could tempt us back to our old ways, <laughs> like um, compassion and other gateway emotions. <laughs> we need to give up our weaknesses, like compassion or community or basic human respect for one another, and do it completely cold turkey for this economic programme to work. It was up to George Osborne to break the news to the British public, and he probably should have started his speech by asking everyone to sit down first (laughs) and then pushing a box of tissues towards the population, saying, i got some good news and i got some bad news. The good news is that I found half a Twix in my desk drawer this morning. (laughs) Now here's the bad news, at which point he'd unfurl a comically long scroll that would roll down the centre of the Houses of Parliament and out into the street and then clear his throat and start to read. (laughs) <laughs> well, that didn't happen, of course. What did happen is that the uh, House of Commons uh, official announcer uh, bawled out the words, Deficit again! It'll probably be OK. <laughs> then Osborne walked into the House of Commons in a black cape with a pretend yep. set of Dracula fangs to the backing music of a hip-hop version of Cat Stevens' first cut is the deepest. Vaulted over the dispatch box, stripped down to his pinstripe boxer shorts, put on an Olivia Newton-John wig and sang, Let's get fiscal, fiscal, I want to get fiscal, let's get into fiscal. And then he began his announcements. So that's what actually happened. It's, I mean, just the highlights, all the lowlights of this absolute catastrophe is, uh, you know, one of the standout figures, welfare spending, is going to be cut by a further £7 billion than the last budget. 490,000 public sector jobs will be shared over the next four years. 
Government departments will have their budgets cut by 19% on average over the next four years. And the police budget is being reduced by 20%. Osborne started his speech saying that today's the day when Britain steps back from the brink, when we confront the bills from a decade of debt. He sure knows how to fire up a crowd, doesn't he, Andy? (laughs) There's nothing people like doing more than confronting their debt. That's why people spend so long staring longingly at their unopened bank statements. (laughs) To which all of this, the Shadow Secretary, Alan Johnson, replied, it is our firm belief that the rush to cut the deficit endangers the recovery and reduces the prospects for uh, employment in the short term and for prosperity in the longer term. Before continuing, it is also our firm belief that it is f***ing great not to have to do this ourselves. (laughs) We picked the perfect time to not be in office. Good luck dealing with this. Seriously, good luck with it. If you need us, we'll be relaxing over there, waiting for the public to gather outside the Houses of Parliament with pitchforks. (laughs) Yeah, the extent of the cuts was uh, interesting. It wasn't a promised 25% or even a 40% hinted at. Um, Mm. It was a barely noticeable... 19%. 19%. And as Osborne points out at the end of his speech, this was actually less than the 20% that Labour had pledged uh, during the election campaign. And making this point, he and the entire Tory front and back benches laughed uproariously at the oh. thoughts of only a barely noticeable million people losing their jobs. Pretty much the reaction of a group of people who have never lost a job, largely through never really having one, never had to take a benefit, never had to worry about how to pay for food or clothing, or basic survival. But still, very good political point, well scored. And let's not forget with those jobs, John, that uh, half a million in the um, public sector, roughly half a million in the private sector. But the private sector is magic, John, and Muriel, the magic private sector, will will spring into life at this point and give absolutely everyone a brand new job. So it's all going to be fine. I mean, I've written a book about economics, John, I know this. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's right. If works. you don't know, who, who that's does? That's how it works. Uh, it's... It is very strange to be so proud of this. It's like a mugger bragging that they only broke 14 of your bones when another mugger might well have murdered you, and then asking you to thank them for that rather than being an ungrateful little shit. (laughs) But it's it's very hard to know exactly how this will pan out, John, because on the one hand, you've got the government and their supporters who say, it's going to work, it's fair, and it will make the economy better. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, uh, you've got the opposition and their supporters who say, it won't work, it's not fair, and it will make the economy worse. Mm. So one of them has to be wrong. Yes, yeah, tricky. Uh, I don't know, maybe they're both wrong. Very tricky. Maybe also, there's huge cuts in defence spending in Britain. So if you do want to invade Britain, if you're thinking about it, now really is the perfect time. <laughs> the leaves are turning, the weather is mild, conkers are on the ground, and we are completely defenceless. Well, actually, you probably want to wait till the conkers have gone, because I mean, that, that's, your, that's your first line of defence as a Brit. Well, yeah, it could cause havoc with yeah. tank tracks, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, you just uh, hurl a conquer at someone, they're going to run away. Uh, Osborne, Osborne tried to sweeten this cyanide pill by saying, the alternative to this is ruin. That's not accentuating the positive, Osborne. That's threatening people with Armageddon. <laughs> that is terrible, terrible parenting. It's like saying to a child, eat your greens or I will personally kill your pet rabbit. <laughs> they need to spin something positive out of this unremitting misery. Don't say, we're cutting police funding by 20%. Say, hey, late-night walks through the park are going to get a lot more exciting. (laughs) Don't say, education budgets are going to be slashed. Say, guess what? You're cleverer than your kids again. (laughs) He did try to put a silver lining on this complete pile of shit uh, uh, while he did admit 
that half a million public sector jobs are under threat. He emphasised that that headcount could be cut by natural wastage <laughs> rather than openly talking about redundancies. Do bear in mind that uh, natural wastage could be referring to the wastage of actually paying people money in return for them completing regular tasks in a professional workplace. <laughs> or in layman's terms, f***ing sacking people. <laughs> Osborne even tried distraction at one point by uh, pulling out a box full of kittens and letting people watch them adorably jump over each other while he mentioned in an extremely quiet voice that he'd be decimating the budget for legal aid. And to his credit, that did seem to work pretty well. But it's going to be the ultimate testing ground for big society, John, because uh, that's going to have to step into all the gaps, this uh, big society scheme that uh, no-one understands. It's, it's the perfect political policy, John, that the Conservatives have uh, unveiled and, and shoved down this country's throat. Big society, because it's two words long. And everyone understands what each of those words means independently. But if you yeah. put them next to each other, no one has the faintest f***ing idea what they're on about. That's the skill, isn't it? Yeah. That is the genius. Well, I think, uh, basically, if, uh, you know, if you're not happy with uh, your kid's school, then um, all you need to do is found, build, staff and administer <laughs> a new school. I mean, it is, it is as simple as that. If you're free to yeah. do it. And, um, you know, if, if you're not happy with uh, military funding, you set up your own local militia group and yep. find your own local wars. Yeah. I, I believe around my part of London there seem to have been some pilot schemes running in uh, this anyway. <laughs> if, uh, if people in your local area think Robert Mugabe should be deposed or Ahmadinejad or Sarkozy or, or yep. Seth Blatter, then you just club together, you form your own little fighting force, you go over there and you depose them yourselves. Why, John? Why must it always be central government that is responsible for regime change. They're empowering the British public, and is that a crime? <laughs> Osborne, uh, he said in a recent interview that uh, welfare cheats were like muggers who robbed taxpayers of billions of pounds a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I think you should say that, John, because uh, I remember we did a sketch in our uh, long-forgotten radio series. <laughs> long-forgotten. <laughs> the department, in which we suggested that um, large-scale corporate tax evaders were like muggers yes. who robbed the yes. taxpayers. Well, yeah. I guess that, that's just two sides of the same coin. Exactly. And these billion, billions of pounds that these welfare cheats are robbing should rightly be robbed by high-level corporate tax evasion instead. And that's, that's, how, that's what Britain was built on. As you say, Andy, the two parties unsurprisingly disagree as to whether this is the correct approach or not. Uh, the Shadow Secretary to the Treasury said, I don't think there's any way that a Labour government would have made choices that mean that children are actually bearing more of a burden in this deficit reduction than bankers. To which the Conservative response was, oh, I'm sorry, are children being sent up chimneys? Uh, answer the question. Are children being sent up chimneys? Are they? Exactly. So they should consider themselves very lucky to have gotten off f***ing lightly. Well, this is the, the argument is that uh, you know if you if you make bankers pay more, they will simply relocate overseas and um, right. taking their their money and yes. um, their their money with them, and also their money. But um, uh, <laughs> it would be nice, wouldn't it, if the, the maybe the bottom thirty percent earning people in Britain just all simultaneously relocated overseas <laughs> on the same principle? Yeah. <laughs> if you want us to pay more, we are off. This is a, also a very awkward situation for the Liberal Democrats to be in, as they're, of course, part of this coalition government, and their fingerprints are all over these vicious cuts to vital public services. Nick Clegg uh, has defended this by apparently writing to his MPs, explaining, our values and priorities are written through the spending review like the message in a stick of rock. 
But only if that stick of rock features the message, go f*** yourself. <laughs> and bear in mind, most sticks of rock end up half-eaten under yes. the front seat of a car yes. after a disappointing day out at the beach. That's what happens to your message. Is that all chipping a tooth? The, uh, the retirement age will also be pushed up to 66, and people, have, people in Britain have taken this with a, a stoic shrug essentially, which is impressive considering that France has basically been up in flames all week over plans to raise raise the age to 62 and make them work more than three and a half hours a week or something. <laughs> Hear more of our shows. Buy the Dancy Lagarde book and donate here. Thebuglepodcast.com Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth, Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.